Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Friends, this is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are... The fan upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Can I get an amen? Fantastic to have you guys with us. 844-FAN-PHONE is the renewal by Anderson Fan Phone. That's 844-326-3663. That's 844-F-A-N-F-O-N-E. You can hit us on the text line at 71307, which many of you have done today. It is always awesome to have the debate with you guys all throughout the show. Texter says, Mark, if the South Carolina men played the South Carolina women in hoops, they might not let the women sniff 50. That's a generous number. Could be. Texter says, bro, two minutes and 20 seconds into the game against the women or men, you'd all be laying on the floor looking for CPR. I think you're right. Texter says, Duke is soft as toilet tissue I think the guy was butthurt over the loss more than anything. So says JT and people, Greer. People give Duke no slack, no, no credit for anything. Texers, you, you got to be able to remove your fandom here. And I, I understand Duke has given people a lot of reasons to hate them over the years. And I, as a matter of fact, I'm listening to this clip of John Shire as many times as I've watched it. Like, I agree with him. But I also very much want to punch him in the face because he's just got one of those punchable Duke faces. But he's right. Like a lot, most people will will not admit that under any circumstances. Will not admit any under any circumstances that a Duke coach is right about something because you they've lost the benefit of the doubt with you. Duke but might he is lead, right. Duke might lead a national championships. Diesel in uh, no, I think UCLA does, but they're up there. Final Fours, tournament berths, etc. Undoubtedly, Diesel, they also lead in punchable faces. Can, can oh, we not yeah. agree? Grayson Allen, John Shire, Mike Shashevsky, Christian Leitner. What was that really? Wojciechowski, the guy J. that used to slap the floor. J.J. Redick. Oh, God. Punchable Carlos faces. Carlos Boozer. Car- a loser. <laughs> punchable faces. They also lead in punchable faces. That is an absolutely beautiful thing and an accurate thing if I may, on that front. Uh, let's see here. Uh, guys, I want to, to Dexter says, to Diesel's point, my kids wearing my school's gear will build character and they'll learn disappointment from the jump. Hashtag Hail State. Exactly. Exactly. I assume Why do a, that to a kid? A Hail Mississippi State? I think so. Yeesh. Yeah, I think so. I'm about 90% sure 
That's what that is. Are they is. good at anything at Mississippi State? Like Not baseball? really. Diesel. Are they good at baseball? They had Ben Howland as their head coach, who was the head coach at UCLA. They've been they've been decent at baseball, Diesel. Like baseball's the sport where like you can claim that one if you can't be good at anything else, right? Like it doesn't take a ton of resources to be good at baseball. But yeah, Mississippi State, like it does feel like, right? Doesn't it? That they have a ceiling. You know, Dan Mullen was 600 at Mississippi State. He was about 700 at Florida. But I, you know, the question always is, guys, like, what would Nick Saban have been at Mississippi State? What would he have achieved there? Could he have won it all at Mississippi State? Why not? Why not? Well, they don't have the resources. They get the money that everyone else in the SEC does. They don't have the size stadium. Okay. They don't have the booster support. Okay. But remember, Dan Mullen had Mississippi State number one. Who was the first ever number one team in the college football playoff era? Do you remember? It was Hale State. They didn't stay at number one. They didn't make the playoff. But they were the first ever number one team in the college football playoff era. Can Mississippi State win a national championship? I don't know. But I do think the right coach could have Mississippi State top ten. You know? If you can say to yourself, man, can Mississippi State beat LSU in any given year? The answer to that's yes, right? Especially when Mike Leach was there. Yes, they can beat LSU any given year. Then why can't you have a great season at Mississippi State? I just don't know if the national championship is possible. The small stadium, I see a stadium that's easier to fill up if you got hot. That's true. Them cowbells, man. It's brutal, right? Oh, God. You know, Diesel, we had uh, – who was it that brought us the wrap snacks last year? And uh, he also brought us the cowbell. Drew and Spartan. Drew. Drew. Uh, Drew LeBlanc, I think it was. Which we still yeah. have the cowbell. Yeah. yeah. That cowbell, I cannot stop that thing from clanging <laughs> wherever it is. That thing is so obnoxious, it's insane. Guys, uh, the big opinion of the show today was that I continue to sense that Clemson fans – are okaying lowering the bar for their program. I continue to sense it. And what I'm hearing from many of you is, well, I don't hear that amongst my fan, my friends or my family. Well, guys, no offense, we're exposed to more people here. You know, like we have a voice box on this show to the vast majority of the upstate. I don't dispute that none of your friends or family are saying something like, well, if we don't ever get back to where we were, who cares? We had a great run. We had a good run under Dabo, but no matter what he does, he's our guy. My friends, allow me to make myself clear. Once you raise the bar, that's the bar. It doesn't change. You know, like, why would you do that to yourself? Why would you do that to your kids? If your kid has historically been a C student, brings home straight A's, why would you ever allow that your child to lower the bar back to a C? Why would you want that to be a blip and not a trend? Dabo Sweeney has raised the bar. Pre-Dabo Sweeney, Tommy Bowden uh, produced an average season at Clemson of 7.6 wins and 4.6 losses. Okay? That's a winning percentage at Clemson of 615. That 615 winning percentage Got him bleep can't. So clearly, 615 does not meet the standard at Clemson. Dabo Sweeney 
has been at or around 800 or above 800 up until very, very recently. You see, the last three seasons, Dabo has been 30 and 10. You see, the last three seasons, Dabo's average uh, end-of-season ranking has been number 16. You see, the last three seasons, Dabo's winning percentage has been 750. There has been a dip. And it's okay if you are a Clemson fan to say, I am concerned. You're not saying run Dabo off. You're not saying we need a new coach. You're not showing a lack of appreciation. But yet there are a number of Clemson fans that I have encountered that are okaying this because, hey, well, we had a good run. We had our day in the sun. That was our time. That was then. This is now. The hell with that. Get back there because you're not there anymore. You've gone from top one, top two, top three program to finishing number 20, number 13, number 14. This is not where you want to be. It is okay to hold your program to the standard that Dabo established. It is true that not every program can be consistently top four every single year. But if your program begins to dip, you can rebound quicker, quickly from that. While you still have a hold of the brand, while in, in this situation, while you still have your head coach in place, and a majority of the staff in place, you can rebound from that. Clemson is not rebounding from that. They haven't been. So, guys, realize we are encouraging you. We are giving you some tough love. Keep the standard what it is. We're also establishing what the standard should be at South Carolina. Best record ever at South Carolina. Best record ever. Steve Spurrier. Winning percentage was 637. That is the best tenure that the Gamecocks have ever had. Okay. Um, Tommy Bowden got fired at Clemson for a 615. Best ever Clem- South Carolina tenure, 637. Let's honor what is. Okay. Let's honor what is here. Um, I believe, and I'm curious how you feel about this, my belief is, that the standard at South Carolina for the football program should be a winning percentage of 600. That's not asking for a lot. That's asking for a winning percentage that got Tommy Bowden fired at Clemson. That's asking for an average season of 8-5. and five. That's the average year. Some years you might be better, 10-3. Uh, and three. Other years you may be worse, 6-6. Six and six. But last year for South Carolina, in which Shane Beamer went 8-4 and four in the regular season, lost a close one to Notre Dame in the bowl game, that was an 8-5 and five finish. That is an average year. 600 winning percentage. Spurrier is the only one who's ever done it at South Carolina. Why would you not make that the standard? Beamer's at 523. It's not good enough. Needs to be better. Again, I'm not saying fire him. You can say give them time if you want. But why not establish a standard of at least moving the program forward? I think 600 winning percentage does just that. What do you say we get to some audio from throughout the sports world today? Oh, boy. Duke 
loses to Wake Forest. Kyle Filipowski's on the court, projected first-round pick in the NBA draft, and he gets hurt. 1.8 to go, Duke down by four. On the inbounds, it's picked, and the party is on in Winston-Salem. Kyle Filipowski is being helped off by members of the Duke staff, and you saw the immediate bear hug surrounding him as this court storming is in full effect with Filipowski hobbled. Wow. All right. The uh, the the play-by-play as as to what went on there. Have you John seen the slow-mo of how that exactly went down? Somebody trucked him. So, well, no, 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 no. Uh, he's right around midcourt. You get this swarm of kids running at him. Filipowski does bow up and shoves somebody, the first person to make contact with him. It's not like they hit him. They were running at him. He tried to bump them off of him, but he definitely, you know, he definitely put some put some oomph behind it. But Diesel, he, sh- he should be entitled to space to get off the court. That's true. Right? That's true. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying it's not like he got blindsided. He saw it coming. He delivered a little bit of a blow as well. But it it hurt him. It, it twisted his knee, hurt his ankle, whatever it was. Uh, John Shire, Duke head coach, you might imagine, none too pleased with what's going on. Disappointed we lost. Uh, but look, for me, it's I'm more concerned about the the well-being of our guys. You know, Flip sprains his ankle. What are we going to ban court storming? Like, what are we going to ban that? Like, how many times does a player have to get into something where they get punched or they get pushed or they get taunted? right in their face and if it's a dangerous thing uh let's see here we keep it going and kyle filipowski himself said look i took this personally you know i i felt a bunch of hits on my body i you know i just this one was the worst of them um you know, so it's just, like I said, it's just really ridiculous of, of, of how, you know, that situation is handled. Did you feel like any of it was, was on purpose or was it incidental? I mean, if, punch, I've like already it? heard that there's some videos of, of, you know, getting punched in the back. And um, so I absolutely feel like it was personal, um, um, you know, intentional for sure. You know, like I said, was, there's, there's no reason where they see a big guy like me trying to work my way up the court and they, they can't just work around me. You know, there's no excuse for that. I feel for it, man. I do. I do. Uh, we, you know, and we've continued to allow this to happen. You know, when you just penalize the school and you don't penalize the team, right, then you're not really disincentivizing kids from rushing the court. How about you rush the court, you forfeit the win? Well, the the penalty should be high enough that it that it is now beyond the burden of what do we have to do to stop this from happening? So if you have a if you have an opponent coming to town like a Duke that you think you have a chance to beat, it is now your responsibility to hire enough security to keep those kids off the court. It is also your responsibility to educate the students who are there. Don't go on the court. Don't go on the court. Well, these you have are, to tell yeah. them again and again and again, and then you have to block them via security to keep them off the court. I do not believe there is a monetary amount that will achieve what you're wanting to achieve. I think what does that is to penalize their team. 
I think in the SEC it's a hundred thousand per court yeah, storm. But but nobody cares. So it's about penalizing the team. Okay. So if you rush the court, you forfeit the victory. If you rush the court, your team begins the next game with two shots for the other team and a technical foul. If the penalty doesn't hurt their team, they don't give a rip what their school is. Why fighting. should the coach, the coaching staff, and the 15 or so some odd guys who are on the team be penalized for something none of them did? Them's the brakes, Diesel. I mean, th- those penalties exist in sports. You can have a crowd make your team get an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. You know, uh, in soccer, when there's racial epithets, uh, the home team forfeits the game. The team has nothing to do with that. You know, it is not out of the realm of possibility. It is not, you know, I, I don't think it's too lofty an expectation to hold your fans accountable for having a modicum of decorum. The only Diesel? way that could work is... If after the game is pl- has ended, the, f- the fans rush the court, you can administer a technical foul that, that the best shooter on the other team could come out and shoot two free throws, but unless it's a two-point game or less, then it's not going to affect anything. You know what would? You forfeit the game, Diesel. You rush the court, you forfeit the game. You have uh, 30 people on the, f- on the court or more, you have rushed the court, you have forfeit the game. Why not? Why not? You know, who rushes the court if they forfeit the game when they do so? Who? Anybody? Fry? Bueller? All right, my friends, we have got our interview with none other than our friend Chris Phillips joining us next on the show. So why is it exactly that nationally speaking, college baseball is so far behind its hardwood counterparts? That's next here on Offsides. We are the Fan Up State. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Florida man is the gift that keeps on giving. There will always be more Florida man because Florida has sunshine laws. And that allows more information about crimes to be released to the public. Crazy stuff happens everywhere. But we just get more information about it out of Florida. Which makes it fun, Mark, that this is now a thing. The Florida Man Games, an Olympic-style Florida Man competition based off of crazy stories that come out of the state of Florida. The events include beer drinking, shocker, alligator inflatable wrestling, not alligator wrestling, just wrestling an inflatable alligator. I mean, 
watching the stories, watching the guys talk about it, sounds like a lot of fun, so let's hear it. Here are a couple of their participants and the organizer of Florida Man Games describing what they're doing. Drinking beer, having fun with our friends, and then jousting somebody. Wild, messy, and hilarious. Alligators, nudity, and drugs. We couldn't get nudity and we couldn't get drugs, but we definitely got alligators out there for sure. Man, honestly, because I love God and I love America, and I'm here to be a Florida man. You, you remember uh, you remember watching American Gladiator sure. on TV back oh, in the yeah. day? Remember the the pugil sticks that they had? Yep. It's a big long stick with with padding wrapped all the way around it. You got two grips on it, and they're 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 jousting each other, a pugil fighting each other. That is one of the main events. So I got to ask you this, Diesel: Why do you think Florida Man became a thing? Why does there seem to be a preponderance of absolute nut job craziness out of my home state? What is it about it? Is it just you know, I, I remember reading something about this, and it made sense. It was more just like more media's down there. No, so it's, it, it's the sunshine laws. Okay. So, so number one, it gets hot. People act crazy in hot places. Okay. But I think people act crazy everywhere you go. What I, I, the explanation is sunshine laws, the the laws that allow the amount of information about a crime and the people involved in a crime to be released to the public. Some states have very strict laws. So you may hear uh, a man was arrested for um, cruelty to animals, right? That's that's what a story may sound like coming out of South Carolina. Arrested for cruelty to animals. Well, if it's in Florida, they get to release a lot more details about what happened. So it's here's 29-year-old man was arrested for walking naked through a farmer's pasture and he slapped a cow in the rump with his member. <laughs> and so that's we get more information because of the, the laws that allow the information to be released out of Florida. But you know what's crazy, Diesel? When you go to Florida, you actually do see more crazy <laughs> than you do everywhere else. So I'm not sure. Like, I actually believe there's more crazy that happens there. What do you guys agree or disagree? More crazy in Florida than anywhere else? Guys, I thought we would close the show today with an updated top ten Top 10 NFL franchises based on where they are right now, okay? Where where are they right now as a franchise moving forward? Where are they? Of course, you got KC number one. They just won the Super Bowl. I'll go San Fran number two. They made the Super Bowl. So who's number three heading into next year like recent form? Give me the L.A. Rams. I think they're still going to – I think they're going to make – Hey, next year, I think they're going to get healthy. I think they're going to be spenders. Number four for me, give me the Cincinnati Bengals. Healthy Joe Burrow, improved offensive line in Cincy. Okay? Um, I, I think Cincinnati is going to be right there. Buffalo, I'd love to say, is going to take a jump up, but they never seem to do so. Under Sean McDermott, I've got Buffalo number five, current form franchises. Number six, I will go the Baltimore Ravens. Um, guys, best record in the NFL didn't even matter. Team that averaged um, 28 points a game in the regular season got 10 points against Kansas City where it really mattered. How do you put Baltimore above six when you're able to predict the outcome of what's going to happen to them every year? I'm going to have the Eagles at seven. Nick Sirianni. Looks like a lot, a lot like the criticism of Dabo Sweeney. What is he without his coordinators? Lost Shane Steichen. Lost Jonathan Gannon. 
Eagles took a huge step back defensively without those cats. I'll go number eight, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Suddenly, future's so bright you need shades in Tampa. Do they bring Baker Mayfield back on a big-ticket deal? Okay, Tampa Bay, and they just might play in one of, if not the easiest division, maybe second-easiest division in the entirety of the NFL. Number nine team to me, current form NFL, I'll go Detroit Lions. Uh, Just one good season, right, just one, but enough hope, enough optimism to have the belief that, you know, that run can continue. Ton of excitement in Motown. And number 10 for me, this was a difficult one. Okay, top 10 NFL franchises, current form, heading into 2024. Give me none other than the Houston Texans. I wish C.J. Stroud would stop taking shots at my Gators. But Houston, 10-7, and division winners, superstar quarterback, superstar head coach. Again, they're on the up and up. There is my top 10 franchise's current form right now, National Football League, my friends. What do you say? What do you agree? What do you disagree with? Please follow Diesel and I on Twitter at Diesel on Radio for him, at Mark Ryan on Air, M-A-R-C Ryan on Air for me, and we will see you tomorrow. Right here on Offsides, we are the Fan Upstate. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.